0: Giants, and you with Real Talk
1: Sports.
2: Womp, womp, womp. He has
1: one of those womp, womp, womp things. Okay, absolutely. let's see if the callers can hear us now. A uh, phone line, uh phone ending in zero five one eight. Caller, can you hear us?
0: Yeah, 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 well, yeah I, I can, I can hear you, but I'm on my other phone, which is three two zero seven.
1: Okay, well, you're gonna have to get off one of them, brother. <laughs> okay, <laughs> be on two phone lines at one time. So take your pick.
0: Oh, okay, let, 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 let me stay on four zero four three four three two six zero seven.
1: Okay, so we're going to delete you off of 0518, and uh, we can grab you back on here at uh, 2607. All right, Carla, go ahead. Uh, This is, I believe, Marvin Williams, the author. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Well, listen, man, uh, first of all, it's great to have you on the show, and I just want to talk to us a little bit about your book, the title of the book, and why it's so important now, because uh, I think that... uh, uh, one of the main uh, individuals that are on your book just recently, unfortunately, just passed away.
0: Mm. Yes. Are uh, you talking about uh, Linda Brown? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes and can uh, I tell
1: people the real – before you get into that, just tell people, first of all, so they know, tell them a little bit about your book and what the premise is of your uh, of your book.
0: Okay, the book is so Athletic people Racism know. and Brown versus Board of Education. And this is a wow. book that was written to tell the true story about the 1954 Supreme Court case of Brown versus Board of Education and get rid of the myth that the Supreme Court did black people a favor by making a unanimous decision to desegregate the schools in America. This was not what was happening initially. Initially, Thurgood Marshall and the NAACP lawyers were going to court in Delaware, Virginia, South Carolina, and Washington, D.C., They were fighting for equality because black schools were little one-, two-, and three-room structures made of tin and plywood. They had outdoor toilets, a pot belly stove for heat. Uh, The students had to go outside to get water from the well. They had to walk five, six, seven, eight miles a day to and from school. Black teachers made half as much as white teachers, although black teachers had better qualifications. And the black students had to uh, use, use books, and they had no football field or basketball arena the white schools had bus transportation, brick buildings, cafeterias, science labs, football stadiums, basketball arenas, home economic departments, you name it. The white schools had everything. So Thurgood was suing for equality and not desegregation. But later on, even after all these cases were pending before the Supreme Court, dealing with equality, the Brown family comes up and wants their daughter to go to school uh, in the neighborhood to a white school, and the NAACP came up with the case of Brown versus Board of Education, where they wanted to sue for desegregation. Those cases should never have been merged together. The Supreme Court merged all those cases dealing with equality in with the case dealing with desegregation and called all those cases Brown versus Board of Education, but they never should have been merged together.
1: Wow. Well, what's interesting is, is that, well, I guess kind of in retrospect now, um, I guess the question would be, uh, as far as the Brown family, was the whole idea about the uh, integration was it just a situation where they didn't want, they felt that, hey, it might take too much time, you know, for their daughter uh, to go to a school where equality was a situation. Do you think that might have been it or just people maybe being a little bit short-sighted?
0: My personal opinion, based on the research that I have done, and as a result of studying constitutional law and other law cases, my opinion is that America knew that if black schools were to become equal to white schools, especially since the black teachers were better qualified than the white teachers, if you allow the black schools to become equal to the white schools, then black students will totally surpass white students because even in those little one-, two-, and three-room schools and those inferior high schools and inferior colleges, black people were still able to produce doctors, lawyers, and Indian chiefs. So if you would have given them equality, they would have shot way past white people. So the Supreme Court, as far as I'm concerned, and, you know, we've had members of the KKK on the Supreme Court, just like we've had members of the KKK to be president of the United States. So my opinion is that the Supreme Court, put together a scheme, I don't know where it originated, but at least they participated in a scheme to make sure that black students and black schools were not going to be equal to white schools. And I have 70 interviews in the book with people from New York to California, age high school through age 103 this year, who tell their story. They tell our story. This is not his story. You know, history is his story. These people tell our story and the experiences that they had with Brown and how this affected black people economically, politically, psychologically, socially, and spiritually. So this is not a book that's just my opinion. This is a book with 70 interviews in addition to all the research that I have done, 11 years of research to show what this Brown decision was really all about. So even when when, when you deal with all the sports, we excel in all the sports. Uh, When the Minneapolis Lakers, before they went to Los Angeles, they were in Minneapolis. The Minneapolis Lakers were the best team, NBA team in the country, but they didn't let black folks play in the NBA. But when the sports writers began to uh, uh, signify and ask, why won't the Minneapolis Lakers play the, the New York Renaissance or the Harlem Globetrotters? Finally, they decided to play the Harlem Globetrotters. They played them twice. And you know who won both times, okay? It was the Harlem Globetrotters. So in every sport, even going back to the 1920s and 1930s, before Althea Gibson, we had Orme Washington, who was so good in tennis that white women refused to even compete against her. In the 1800s, when we left Africa and went to Canada, we were so good and so rough in hockey. We had the colored hockey league. And the white teams didn't want to play against the black teams because the black teams were too rough, huh? And too good, too talented. Although they said that black folks' ankles were not strong enough to skate on ice. Okay, so I, I mean, you, you can go across the They said we the couldn't court, swim uh... either. Hello. They, they
1: said we couldn't swim either. Remember, remember that. Remember that quote that we didn't have enough buoyancy. Remember that.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Which, which quote was that?
1: I said, if you remember, uh, there was a uh, a uh, one of the management team for. The uh, Los Angeles Dodgers made mention that um, that in fact uh, we wouldn't be good swimmers because we didn't have the buoyancy. <laughs> so that was a that was something that uh, came out um, you know a while back as well. There's a lot of misnomers, a lot of stuff uh, going on. So uh, we just again we thank God that uh, that you know people are being enlightened. There's history that people know you know in fact what is going on. And uh, you're one of the people that has uh, put that out there. What Again, the name of your book and how people can find out more about your book and how they can buy the book.
0: Okay, the name of the book is Athletic Racism and Brown versus Board of Education. Do not get the book on Amazon. Get the book from me. The book is a fundraiser for our scholarship fund. We're the George Washington Carter Scholarship Fund, and you can go to uh, com. GWCSF, that stands for George Washington Carver Scholarship Fund. And we give grants to African-American students who attend black colleges if they major in business, science, or technology. You know, right right now the the thing is STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, but we also need business. So we give scholarships to students who major in business, science, or technology so they can go to www.gwcsf.com. And they can they can do uh, they can pay by check, credit card, or PayPal. The book is twenty four ninety five. PayPal $24.
1: everybody likes everybody likes PayPal. It makes it easy. I'm sorry, what's the price again?
0: Twenty four ninety five.
1: Twenty four ninety five. Or, or they $24. can call PayPal. me at four zero four
0: three four three two six zero seven. And I'll get the book too.
1: <laughs> no, but but let's let's just also throw this caveat. If in fact they get the book directly from you. Uh, they will actually be able to get a uh, autographed copy. Correct?
0: They certainly will.
1: They well, well,
0: in fact, actually, if 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 they if they do it on uh uh they go to the website, I can still cause I have to. They go to the website, I have to send them. I still have to send them the book, so I can still autograph it. That's, so they, well, they listen, man, website. I'm
1: I'm, ex- I'm excited about what you're doing. I'm excited that uh, that this history is out because I mean, people need to know are all sides of the equation. And the fact that you have a book out that uh, that talks about this history is important.
0: And and there's a whole chapter on female athletes. For instance, Mm. uh, most people don't know about Misty Copeland. She's the number one ballet dancer in the world right now. And and Misty Copeland Mm. didn't take ballet until she was 13 years old. And she started off at the Boys and Girls Club in California. She has become Mm. uh, one of the top ballet dancers in the world. Number one, as far as I'm concerned, she's even done a. I mean, she she did a a, a video with Prince. I mean, she mm. performed in the leading role in uh, Cinderella, Don Quixote, Nutcracker, Sleeping Beauty, Romeo and Juliet, Bright Stream. You name it. Mm. She's a bad sister. We, we've had uh, sisters in the uh, gym in gymnastics in the Olympics. You know, going back mm. to Dominique Dawes in in 1992, and even up to. 2016 and then in 2012 you know we had uh, uh, Gabrielle Douglas in 2012 she I mean she took home almost everything until women began to complain about her hairstyle of all things and that, that kind of hurt that young girl but I, I mean we've got some bad sisters out there in sports in uh, martial arts swimming you name it and I, I mean I've done interviews with cheerleaders, majorettes mm. uh, coaches uh, my high school was the first black high school in America to win a state championship playing against white teams. We we had the great Oscar Robertson, and so a lot of people don't know that Oscar Robertson is from Indianapolis. He played college ball in Cincinnati, mm. but he went to high school in Indianapolis, the Christmas Addicts, and we won three state championships in five years. And Indiana had seven hundred white basketball teams, only three black high school basketball teams, and in the state championship in 1955 it was two of the three black teams playing for the state championship. So there's so much that wow, we well, don't know.
1: Well, Marvin, that's a great story, man. I mean, I said history is always important. Well, listen, we appreciate you so much. Uh, again, give people the website one more time before you get off to where they can get the book and then a phone number where they can reach you.
0: Okay, and and, and I want to thank you, uh, Jonathan, for for letting me come on your program. And uh, they they can get the book at www dot gwc dot com gwc stands for George Washington Carver Scholarship Fund www.GWCSF.com dot dot com or my number is four zero four three four three two six zero seven and it's some of the best well, Marvin Williams appreciate you female athletes
1: Arthur Bales and, and historian Marvin Williams Thank you for coming on our program. We look forward to having you back on again when you write your next book, brother. Absolutely.
0: Okay, thanks a lot, Jonathan. God bless. Thank you.
1: We're going to take a quick break here, and I believe we have our other caller on, our community outreach segment. which Erica Mitchell, I believe, is holding, but we'll find out in just a minute. Don't go away. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you here on realtalksports.net. Hang on. Don't go away.
0: Do you do hair, makeup, nails? or DJ as a hobby. The expenses you acquired and the money you made can be claimed in your tax return. Have a qualified child? You can get up to $4,373 or more. Call Raihu Tax Services at 678-561-0774. We will give you $25 gift cards for any referrals that become a client. Your name also will be placed in the drawing to win a $100 gift card at the end of the tax season for your referrals. Call now, Rao Tax Services at
1: 678-561-0774. We help more people get returns On their return. And we are back. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show. And we're going to go back to our phone lines right now and see if we have our community outreach guest with us. Eric, are you there?
3: Yes, I am here.
1: Hey, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me on tonight.
1: Well, this is, uh, you are uh, you are uh, black history, women's history, all rolled up in one. Uh, you have made history by uh, being on the Board of Education, District 5, I believe, for the City of Atlanta. Yes,
3: thank you. Thank you very much.
1: And now, really, this was something where you, you kind of made a pivot. You were... Think you're running for another office, and then I don't want to say midstream, but you said, Hey, I think I can have more impact here on the Board of Education, and uh, went to a runoff and uh, pulled it off. Yeah, uh,
3: it was a decision. I, I felt that I needed to make the change if I really wanted to impact the community from a different aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I always look at our school systems or our schools in our community as the heart of the community. If the school system or well, the school in that community is not strong, and it hurts the community on, I mean, in different ways. And so, if you think about this, when people move to a different state or a different city, the first thing they look is how is the school system, how is the schools in the neighborhood, because that no is doubt. the first the first um, reason why people move in certain areas. And if your school system or schools are in the decline, then that's a red flag. That's letting us know that the community is not thriving the way it needs to be. And so for me, it was like that's where my start needs to be. Um, And I really wanted to focus on the kids, providing opportunities, uh, for them and helping any way that I can um on the school board or you know outside of the school board because we really need, you know, people who are willing to do the work and not just showing up.
1: Agreed. Well there's no question about that. Um Atlanta is uh the Board of Education. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say the school system Certainly seems like they're doing um, at least making some strides to try to uh, improve. Certainly they've gotten a lot of fanfare with the new uh, superintendent. Mm. Uh, She seems to be very Uh, hands-on. We're just hoping that that is is a real deal. Well, guys, you listen to the Real Talk Sports Show. We have uh, Erica Mitchell, as we just spoke, black history and women's history all in one. Uh, School board board recently elected to the – uh, school Board of the City of Atlanta, District 5.
2: Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank and so now you.
1: do you have, and I know it's it's kind of, you know, you don't want to uh, necessarily, well, you're elected now, so I guess you can. Um, uh, what would be one of two things that you would like to really focus on uh, in your new position?
3: Uh, one of the things that I'm really focusing on is community engagement, parent engagement. I think that is key. Um, there haven't been a lot of that in the past. And so my my um strategy is to get community and parents more engaged because when you have the parents, community stakeholders, then that way it helps me advocate and get a lot of things done that is needed for the school and um the community as a whole. And so having that open line of communication with our parents, our community stakeholders, constituents help us build a stronger a school and support system. Mm. So that's number one. Um, number two is making sure that all our kids are successful. And when I say that, it's very broad. But there's different ways that we could um, – and different challenges that we could take to make sure every student is successful. So when I look at our students as a whole, you have your general student population, you have your special needs student population. Well, we can't serve one student population – make them stronger and not the other. So my thing is making sure that all the opportunities that are brought to APS benefit both sectors of our student body and that it it delivers equity across the board. And that has a lot to do with equity in certain districts as well. So that's one of the main areas that I'm focusing on as well because – when our students graduate, whichever career path or educational path that they choose, they need to be set up for success, not right. even unsure if I'm going to make it at a four-year university, am I'm going to make it in college, am I'm going to make it in technical school, am I'm going to make it in a – like, they shouldn't have those doubts. They should graduate with confidence, but we should have these opportunities have these resources in place from the time they start school in kindergarten to the time they graduate in 12th grade.
2: Representative, are you coming out of North Fulton and uh, are uh, you out of South Fulton? Or do you We're
3: cover Southwest. both? I, I, cover, um, I, I cover Northwest and Southwest Atlanta. Um, huh. But my school district clusters are Bigger E. Mays, Frederick Douglass, and then I have one North Atlanta school which
2: is Bolton hmm. Academy. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know the school system just got some fantastic news with um getting fully funded, and I know we got to have a couple of personnel that are trying to come out there and um, make sure that the school system is getting funded, other than the government okay. taking over. Those are things that, that came up on the agenda in the political world that I know mm-hmm. that we had to take care of. And that was something big coming down the pipeline. So I know that you're fantastically happy that y'all have to deal with that. And getting yes. funding to those schools are very much so critical. Very critical. Correct. Especially in your areas. Um, I yes. actually have a friend that's a school that's a school teacher out there and I had the privilege to come out there to go check out some of her schools. And the areas mm-hmm. in those schools is, is man, they they, they rough. <laughs> you see they yeah. they they're terribly rough and there are mm-hmm. things that can be done in those communities. You have impoverished Correct. personnel in those communities, apartments, living. Um, we we have kids going to schools that are homeless, and that are mm-hmm. things yes. people really do need to pay attention to and make knowledge, right? And um, we need to, as a community, move forward, especially in the political field, because if not, we're going to continue to lose our kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no doubt, and, and I true. think
1: that's one of the things that's driven her. Let's make it happen. That's why I said Henry County. Make it happen.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, well, like I said I'm, Atlanta,
1: I'm, ex- I'm excited about having you there. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, I was just saying in Atlanta, there's 3,000, about 3,000 homeless students. And we have yet to address and try to find ways to help them. And that's something for me is another initiative that I'm tackling with community. Um, right. Yeah, I mean it's something that we really do need to address. And I'm glad you brought that up. And I just marked the the stats of that this past week. What is going on with uh, our no. homeless um, student population in Atlanta?
2: Oh, we, trust me, it's all on, it's all on personnel's radars, especially in our world. Uh, I look forward to working with you and the other personnel and great representatives and elected officials, the commissioners out in Fulton County, try to come up with whatever plan that we can to Take care of those areas, uh, whether it can be some kind of funding, some kind of, we have Correct. to come up with. It. But if we don't start talking about it, we can't, we will yep. never come up with a solution.
3: Correct.
1: I agree. Right? I agree. Mm-hmm. So let's make it happen. Eric, how can people yep. find out more about uh, you and uh, I should say more about uh, what you're doing uh, in your district? How can people, if there's a website or social media where they can find out more?
3: Okay, there's several things that I'm doing. Uh, I just started my newsletter. Which will be posted to my website once it's updated, which is, which is um, www.ericawmitchell.com, and that's E-R-I-K-A-Y-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. So it's ericawmitchell.com. We also have a Facebook group page and, and um fan page that is Atlanta Board of Education District Five, where I try to update as much as any type of news that is taking place in the schools in my district. So it's Atlanta Board of Education District 5. Um,
2: District 5.
3: We are on Twitter as well, and I think it's on – it's set up Mitchell45, which is Mitchell, F-O-R, 5, the number 5. I don't have an Instagram for the Board of Education District 5 yet. It's something I could be working on. But that's where you can find – Information on social media and the website, and then if you want to on the website, if you want to subscribe. You can input your email address, and we'll take that email address, and when we send out our monthly newsletter or any type of updates, you receive that as well.
1: Well, like you said, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. I know that your your kids were trying to get on the air before. Uh, you could have brought them on, So they they seemed oh, to be no. adamant that they were being that they were being left out. But uh, that's what again. This this is this is what we love, is that the fact that uh, you're not just talking the talk, you're walking the walk. You are a exactly. parent, uh, young lady who's right in the middle of it. You you know you could be in Alpharetta somewhere and not worrying about this, but you're right in Southwest Atlanta. Uh, so uh, kudos to you kudos. for being you know right. part of the solution.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, uh, I would love to see more school board representatives take the initiative to actually. Walk into those schools and actually see what these teachers actually have to deal with. That would be great. Um, I and think that is, would be a very move forward, it, perfect step. And
3: you know what? See. It's very helpful on both sides because one of the mm-hmm. things I said I would do was visit every school in my district and be involved with every school at, with every school in some type of activity. Because one, you Absolutely. learn about the culture of the school. Two, you have a mm-hmm. chance to build relationships with the students, the faculty, staff that is there. And when they're comfortable with you, they'll start sharing information. They feel like they can trust you and open up. And that's key because a lot of times we get intimidated where I don't want to talk to her because she might go back and tell such and such what I said, but it's a problem here. You know, I don't want them to feel that way with me. Anything that anyone shared with me is confidential. Um, And I take it as information that I need to know and assess and evaluate and then try to find a solution for it or bring some advocacy to it, because it is not a tattletale game. If we say we we're here for the kids, let's be 100% for the kids.
2: Right, 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 right. And let's continue to let people know that there are other other elected positions out there outside of just the president and the governor. You have Correct. very, very positions, school board representatives. These people allocate yes. the money to your schools, right? Correct. So, yeah. That is hugely important. You Need to follow the money. It is. When when everybody's yeah. sitting back there trying to find out what is going on with their kids. Why is my school being underfunded? Why, school- mm-hmm. why, why my child not getting homework? Why this? Why that? Why this? Yeah. You see, I'm from Atlanta, and when I when, when I come up, I I was born and raised in Atlanta. I'm from Simpson Road. You know, so mm-hmm. like we had 4H. We had all kinds of things growing we had up. All right, and at, Wal- at, at Walter White at, at Brock Elementary, yeah. right at reading, yep. right? We have all kinds of things and these kids don't have them the most because of that funding. We cut. And Correct. we got to elect the right people to put them in these positions to make sure that these fundings are going to these schools that we're sending our yes. kids to. Correct. Look,
3: and look, look, totally look, at, look, look at the
2: money in South Fulton. It's going
1: definitely to North Fulton. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, again, I mean, and again you know... That's the inequity. Good, Erica. I'm sorry. And I'm just
3: saying that's the inequity about it. So I give you an example. One of the high schools in my district is t- top performers in sports, right? But okay. their revenue they generate for sports, for ticket sales, mm-hmm. and events mm-hmm. go back into the budget mm-hmm. for APS. But here's the okay. thing they're not getting the same resources that North Carolina is getting, and they don't perform exactly. that great in sports. So when you right. talk about inequity, that's inequity. And then for me, being on the policy review, um Committee A lot of mm. what we face With inequity has to do with policy So when those policies are Still here from 1870 When, Atlanta, when, the, when the school system was founded And there, there are some That are from 1870 Okay right. And you have to look at when The first African American high school Was built which is Booker T. Washington In 1924 And again right. You have Brown versus Board of Education, you know, so Mm -hmm. you have a lot of policies that are still in force, have never been reviewed or um, amended or whatever, you know, for all this time. And that is a part of the inequity that we see on the different sides of town.
2: Now, it's so, still illegal in Georgia to remove a Confederate statute. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that need to be, <laughs> that need to be reviewed around here. So, it needs
3: to be reviewed. Well, I think, again, so that's one of the things we're tackling um, now is looking back at those policies and tackling them one by one so it can create right. equity because we're governed by policy.
1: Exactly. So again, we, we're, again, um, um, Glad that you're able to take time out of your business schedule to join us. Uh, We look forward to another opportunity for you to come down and give us an update on what's happening because, again, we talk about Real Talk Sports, but that issue you brought up about inequities in sports is something I wasn't aware of, so that's something we need to kind of spotlight and talk more about, uh, see if we can bring some equity of resources here to our students. One more time, give people the website and, and or social media where they can find out more about you and what you're doing in District 5. Okay, so uh, our
3: District 5 Facebook group page And fan page is Atlanta Board of Education District 5 Um, The website where you can get more information Which will be updated soon Is com. That's E-R-I-K-A-Y-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L And if you want to email me Here's my email address. It's Erica Mitchell. That's E R I K A. Mitchell M I T C H E L L at A P S K twelve dot org.
1: Beautiful. Well, you got a big shout out. We have a uh, um, a follower, and uh, we're actually, going to do some partnership with them at some point uh, out of Detroit. And so, uh, Shimon Beasley gives you a big shout out. From the Detroit Motor City. So uh lots of people are listening from all around the country and uh it's good to I think it's encouraging the people to hear, you know, things are going on uh good here in the ATL. So we thank you and we look yeah. forward to having you back with us.
3: You're welcome. Thank you guys I'm for not, having
2: me on. I'm in a relationship and my lady from Detroit. There you go. Big, big up to Detroit.
1: That was uh Erica Mitchell uh, with us man. I mean a lot of good stuff is going on in the city of Atlanta and we try to make sure we spotlight that and not the negative things. Well, you know, we're running up to the end of time here, but we do want to uh, hit this one thing where we're going to bring on, um, and we'll bring him on Good luck, only next week, um, D. Orlando Lebbetter, who's the embedded uh, beat writer for the Atlanta Falcons, okay. to talk about uh, what's going on with the Falcons, some of the moves they've made. And the rumor mill right now is the possibility of having, uh, if he's right and if his mind right, <laughs> and if he wants to get in the brotherhood, but uh, there is a rumor rumbling around that Odell Beckham Jr. Let's come come to Atlanta, come home. Would be in fact, uh, and here it is right here. We're going to go to the Falcoholic. It says Atlanta is a potential landing spot for Odell Beckham. I'll read this article here. The Falcoholic is a uh, is a great blog that uh, does a wonderful job of covering uh, our hometown Atlanta Falcons. And here's what this article says. It says. Atlanta is a landing spot for Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Per the Ringer, the Falcons' the question is, can the Falcons make it work? So Dimitrov and Quinn have made it pretty clear to do not overspend, only to pay for it in the future. Now, they, they, as you know, they obviously are right now in contract negotiations right. with Matt Ryan. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know what? Uh, this might be a bad time to look at me. <laughs> I'm all for Odell Beckham. I'm all for a new quarterback as well. So if Lamar wants to come to Atlanta as well, I'm I'm from Atlanta. I don't want to start no controversy. That's not going to (laughs) happen. That's not going to happen. I don't want to start any controversy, but I just just would would like to throw that out there to to, to my Atlanta uh, Atlanta Falcons coaches. You know, let's –
1: yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, his Ice and, is
2: done. He, and we he, he,
1: and Matt we Matt talk about this. Giving we, up
2: to his name, Ice.
1: We talk about this all the time. There there is, ever since number seven left the building, uh, it really hasn't mattered what uh, Matt Ryan has done. The fact that he's gotten the Falcons to the playoffs of his mm-hmm. ten years here, I think seven years, he's gotten them to the playoffs. He's got them to the NFC Championship game twice, and he's actually taken them someplace where Michael. Did not take them. He might have had he stayed in the team. If, but y'all, if y'all didn't run the man out here for dogs, he probably would have done that. Well, no, Michael but will tell you he, he, he ran. He ran himself out. Away. Yeah, he ran himself out because realities are is that uh, dog fighting is illegal. Uh, in is, Virginia, it is it is. but it's not illegal in Georgia. So, had Michael even known the rules of engagement, he could have done a dogfighting all he wanted here in Georgia, and he wouldn't have went to jail. Look, we got, so got to understand. keep You can't just pass out loopholes. Like, right. Well, <laughs> but the realities are is that regardless of what happened, right. Uh, the bottom line is, is to Matt Ryan's credit, he came into basically a hornet's nest. He okay. came into a situation where okay. he was following probably one of the most beloved athletes okay. in Atlanta history. All right. The team was in a, in a free fall. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, you just had a coach walk out in the middle of the season, mm. uh, and the team it went from being the darling of the league to mm. a team that was kind of on the back burner. And his rookie year, not his fourth, fifth, sixth year, his rookie year absolutely came in, uh, took the Falcons to the playoffs. Matter of fact, the very first pass he threw was a touchdown pass. You know what?
2: That is fantastic. How long ago was this?
1: Well, you got here. I mean, I don't know. They went to well.
2: Where was that in The Super Bowl. Well, where, where, where was that? That rookie. What was the Ricky? did at the Super Bowl? Uh,
1: well, I saw this. What was he
2: at in the fourth quarter?
1: I saw him in the fourth quarter throw a pass that uh
2: that's more recent than 10 years ago.
1: Right. Well, did this if you want to say the Super Bowl, uh Matt Ryan's Super Bowl did not throw an interception. He did not. He uh threw and, a pass,
2: and you know what else he didn't throw? He didn't throw he didn't throw a Super Bowl win.
1: He didn't throw uh the the, the Lombardi trophy. Right.
2: The he, didn't throw, he didn't throw the game winning the touchdown.
1: All right. Well, at the end of the day, <laughs> the way the Falcons are set up, good batter and different, the coaches Make the play calls on all. Good, good job, good job. About that. They did a fantastic job. I'm and so, just, I'm just, the, at the end of day, man, no, I, know I mean, but at the end of the day, the coaches decided that they did not want to run the ball, and we can get on Matt and say we'll match it over Reddick. you should have done that. But basically, Coach Quinn said, "Hey, that's not how we run our team. That's not how we did it all year long." To talk about this, Quinn. And well,
2: but I, like I like I said, you know, they're gonna do a fantastic job. It would be great to see them win here at home right. in the Super Bowl, being on the with the Super Bowl committee. You know, and the hosting committee, it's great to see that here.
1: The hosting committee is excited, but did you know if you talk to the average hotelier, they are like, hey, we love the Falcons, but we hope they don't win the Super Bowl this but they hope go to the Super Bowl this year. The reason why is because funny. it now would mean that you would only have one visiting team and not two. Uh, so the financial impact to the hotels would be dramatic. So the hotel guys, they won't come out and say it publicly, but they're not excited about the Falcons. You, somebody, got, the somebody, got sacrifice. somebody got to make a sacrifice. Oh, listen. It, I mean, it, it's our time to sit.
2: It's our time to win our Super Bowl. It, it, somebody got to make a sacrifice. Atlanta is hot for everything. We, we are big on everything. Can we at least
1: get a ring to go along? I'd like to see it. Well, let's go back one more time to this uh, trade here before we wrap it up. This is what the ringer proposes. The Giants will get the Falcons' number 26 pick this year, whatever pick they have in the first round next year, their second round pick next year, and guard Ben Garland what the Falcons would allegedly receive in return would be Odell Beckham and a 2019 third-round pick. Um, I just say that it's really – it's almost – I can't see the Falcons uh, doing that, especially giving up guard Ben Garland. Now, a lot of people say, "Well, well, who's Ben Garland? The problem with Ben Garland is Ben Garland basically has played as many as four different positions for the Falcons. He's played center. He's played guard he's played blocking back on the jumbo packages, and even they put him in that defensive tackle from time to time. Right, So I don't think, and Dan Quinn is very, very big on you being versatile. He talks about Mm -hmm. that all the time. Being able to do more than one thing is a big deal. So the fact that the Falcons will give up uh, a first-round pick, two first-round picks, a second, and a starter, or, you know, a quasi-starter, and only get back one player and a third-round pick, yeah, I don't don't think that's going to I don't think that's going to happen. Life is all about gambles. But I will tell you, and that I love take a chance that the Falcons' offense, uh, which certainly and again this is here's the here's the big caveat on both of these things, mm-hmm. the big caveat that if Odell Beckham is hundred percent, and if Julio, I think Julio's days of being hundred percent are probably over, but if we said Julio could be ninety percent of who he is. That would be probably the most formidable. Uh, that'd be wide that'd be receiver same. combo in history. The best now, here is the other problem to that equation. Now, as much as all the things I said about Matt Ryan, the good stuff, um, good. Matt Ryan has one weakness: is that and I know he seemed to struggle with the long ball. Why? Why weakness? Yeah, well, that's that's really the biggest one. He can struggle a little bit the long ball. Because the thing: we can we can talk about and and slam Matt Ryan all day long. He hasn't won a big one. Hasn't done this. But at the end of the day, his his numbers and his consistency would put him here's the thing that's very interesting if in fact he wins a super bowl and then he's to retire a couple years later without a super bowl i know people are going to say brother you crazy he actually could get some consideration for the hall of fame and you're saying how could that be because his numbers consistently kept him in the top five while he was playing if you look at his passing numbers as far as yardage he's consistently been in the top five in the league especially the last five years and normally if you win an mvp which he has won one of those and he won a Bowl, and please don't let him be the MVP of that. Yeah, that puts you that puts you in that rare air, bro. That's not everybody doesn't do that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We are right. on
2: news talk radio.
1: <laughs> hey, that just called no talk. Now, so be now, right now. Now, now, now,
2: to be completely honest, uh to be truthful, if he if Atlanta move forward and take those two wide receivers, Right. You don't need to be accurate with when you have Julio Jones and when you have Odell Beckham. You could just toss it up in the that air. That's all you got to do.
1: Right? Uh, listen, there's no oh, question that...
2: that. That is it. And those two alone could make those three alone. Right. It would be unstoppable, just like you said. It would be basically like Steve Young and Joe Montana, uh, I mean, Steve Young and, and uh, Jerry Rice all over again,
1: right? Uh, they, listen, I think again, Who Jerry rice is if, right? if those guys are both again, do Big, it, big, big caveat is if both these guys, do it. Um, if both these guys were in fact, uh, like you said, Odell Beckham ninety-five percent healthy, Julio Jones ninety percent healthy, uh, it would be one of the greatest tandems in NFL history. You no know quite about it. It would take you in back the to. Best in the best building in NFL history, yep. the best team. It would take you back to the Vikings days when they had Chris Carter and Randy Moss, and Randy Moss. Right. Uh mm-hmm. just incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, can you do that? Well, yes. it would have it it be done. Now, you can do a lot of things here. You could decide that okay, well, um to Matt Ryan and tell him, "Hey, listen, if we bring in Odell Beckham, we can't pay you 30 million dollars a year." LeBron James did it. Right. He, we pay we can't pay you that. He well, we can pay, pay you cut. 25 million and give you two studs, two studs, two studs to go out here. Two bad studs. At, at least you probably got three good years of help. We're giving you 3 years of a shot to get multiple sure bolts, we're giving you two of the best wide receivers in the game. And you can you can
2: and, and you still look at the backfield. Plus, so Look at the backfield.
1: Right. So I'm just saying, guys, I mean, it team. would be it would be an unbelievable Let's thing. Do it. And as much as the, the the Mercedes-Benz Stadium stays packed, uh the, the Falcons would be must-see TV. There's no doubt that you talk about an offense with Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, mm-hmm. Muhammad Sanu, uh, uh, Devontae Freeman, Devontae, then, Kevin yeah. Coleman. That's a bad boy. And as much as we can get on him, but still the trigger man, Matty Ice, yeah, that
2: would be – I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be bad.
1: That would be a bad team right there. And that I would can. be epic. And if that team couldn't win a Super Bowl, then
2: – Nobody can.
1: I'll bet you all. because yeah, uh Now, I know people say, hey, you got to have an offensive line. I get it. You do. You have to block. You do. Uh, and certainly, if you got rid of Ben Garland, that means that you would have to do something. Because keep in mind, they would now not have a first-round draft pick this year to get another lineman. And then, you know, you got to pay Odell his money.
2: Yeah, money don't make no money.
1: I get it, man. Yeah, money know, don't make it. The Falcons it. are – la- here's the thing. Can the Falcons do it? Absolutely. They can do it. We know Thomas Dimitrov has right. done something before, which even Bill Belichick, his mentor, okay. thought was a bad idea, but we know that that idea turned out pretty good. If you remember, they gave up a four-for-one
2: mm. to get
1: Julio Jones to move up in the draft. Yeah, they did. How would that work out there for you? Uh, it's not living in past. Pretty darn good. Could be a future <laughs> Hall of Fame at this rate.
2: Let, let, let's 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 do this. That is a beautiful team. I prom, I will be at every home game with my commissioner. As speaking of which, one commissioner of the year. Big ups to Commissioner D. Clemens for winning that award. But I will be at every game for
1: that. Oh yeah, people. I like you said, the Falcons hey. become must see hey. TV. I mean, hey. there is no question that if you if you brought again, here is the big thing. Number one, can you fit them all in financially? And number two, would he be willing to get in brotherhood? Because, you know, the Falcons are very big about that locker room. And don't be wrong. Uh, no locker room is perfect. I mean, this idea uh, that everybody's kumbaya all the time is false. I mean, you know, they're, they're
2: uh, you know. As long as Odell Beckham don't decide to um, sing
1: in jacuzzis coming out of the water in Atlanta, I mean, we'll, we'll be fine. And, and I think, again, that, that he would – I think that the brotherhood would kind of corral That's him. Kind of brotherhood. And especially you're talking about having Julio Jones on the other side. You can't be a diva because Julio Jones right now is considered – one of the top two receivers in the league. So this idea that you should Absolutely. get, you know, more Absolutely. money, but the highest-paid player, that would all go out the window. So look here, bro, you got someone on the other side that could be better than you. So let's keep this True, true,
2: true, but you still know your worth. You still got to know your worth, right? right. But and uh, I get it,
1: but I mean, that's the question. I mean, you know, you got to come be,
2: you got to come together as a team. As long as your whole team at the day, at the end of the day, working right. together in unison to come for the common goal. The common goal is to get that LeBroni trophy down here in Atlanta then I'm sure that they can start, they, they can come on. So some kind of agreement behind, okay, yeah, I'd say about $5 million, $3 million. At the end of the day, you still a meaner, right? Still got more money than me right now, but I'm going to catch it shortly. So take it. Let's win this trophy. Let's do something good for Atlanta. Let's win this Super Bowl at home in Atlanta. You can't beat that.
1: And I think that probably what the Falcons would the only way I think the Falcons would make that deal is if they were able sure. to keep their first-round pick this year or next year. I don't think – I just can't see them giving up. Two, two first-round picks and a second and a player, that's just a little bit too rich. I don't. I don't think that's going to work. I think that, in fact, you could you could see a situation, uh, you could see a situation where that deal would be done if the Falcons had to give up a first-round pick and a third-round pick mm-hmm. next yeah, year, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would probably do that. Uh, but this idea that you're going to give up two first-round, there's a second-round pick and a starter. To get back one guy in That's not that gonna happen.
2: Is, but yeah. but hopefully they still in the, in the uh, negotiation phases. So you know, negotiations. They everybody shoot for what they kind of really want, but then we meet in the middle. Um, right. So hopefully that's just the first pitch. If not, if, if that's the final pitch, let's take a gamble. But if we can negotiate, let's negotiate. Let's, it let's, it uh, would be I mean, There's no
1: question about it. Well, look, guys, uh, we have went a little overtime here as we like to do on Block Talk Radio, and also the kind of. Uh, your situation to get you some clear audio. Uh, we had some problems in the beginning. We found out what it was. Our transformer was a little bit too close to our wiring here and uh, it was giving us a nasty buzz. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have uh, discovered what that is. We also noticed that our miking for our guests wasn't quite what that was supposed to be, but we've corrected that as well. So Absolutely. we want to go ahead and give you guys a little extra time. We actually could hear us clearly without uh, buzzing and background noise. We're going to let our guest kind of uh, tell you how you can reach him and what services he might be able to provide you uh, or your business.
2: Oh, well, so unspe- so very unexpected So you can find me on uh, Facebook, Simeon Nunnally. You can send me an email at simeonnunnally.sn at iCloud.com. Services that we definitely provide um, for the company. Actually, there's a lot of things I do. Man. So for for our company, we definitely get elected officials elected offices, right? I have a very great staff. We we coming on board with staff, more staff because I needed it. We have a uh, fantastic candidates coming in, um, out of out of Henry County. You can't match them. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. right? So because uh, <laughs> uh, of the other position that I hold, right? So uh, I I cannot uh, do a public endorsement of of any candidate right here right now. And that's due to bylaws for being the vice chair of the Veterans Caucus for the national level. That's also the bylaws for us that. being on
1: radio. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and those bylaws as well. So, right. um, yeah, it, it's a lot of stuff that we do. It's a lot of great things we do. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us, uh, we definitely try to reach out and do more for the community. Big up to a lot of people that we work with. Mercy. Mercy out there. and uh, The rap, the producer, Mercy. Sure. And we're uh, doing Fantastic work throughout the community. So it's going to be a lot of great things coming down the pipeline. can't wait for everybody to see it. If you
1: need us, let us know. Bottom line, our political Mm -hmm. consultant par excellence uh, community outreach uh, person, Simeon Nunley, we're with us here. Uh, We look forward to having full complement of folks with us in the upcoming weeks. You know, this has been an interesting day. And speaking of that, before we get off, we, of course, have to let you know one of the reasons why everybody was out and about. Uh, is that uh, it is baseball time. It is opening day here in Atlanta. The Braves right now are playing, and the Lord bless them. with a spectacular spring day, about 75 degrees uh, at 8 p.m. when we came in here and launched the program. So a wonderful thing here. The other thing we want to just give you news for those Yankee fans, let you know that your money to Giancarlo Stanton has already paid off. He hit his first home run as a Mm. Yankee already in the very opening game. Well, good news for uh, the Atlanta Braves and Braves have? fans. It looks like right now, uh, taking a look here, final score, the Braves have knocked off the Phillies 8-5 to five in the opening day game. So, Braves fans are excited uh, to hear that, I'm sure, uh, after having a pretty tumultuous year last year where they weren't too good. Uh, kudos to the Braves that they knock off the Phillies eight to five. And the way the Braves did it, well well they did it the way you like to see it. After falling behind the Phillies five to nothing, mm. heading into the sixth inning, the Braves then pulled off uh, what you like to see from any team. Braves scoring really there. eight runs in the final four innings. The six they scored two, three more in the eighth, and three more in the bottom of the ninth to win the ball game against the Philadelphia Phillies. And I'm sure if it's a three run, uh must have been a three run walk off. Right because with the score being 8-5, to five, that's surely what it must have been. And we're going to take a peek here and see who was – who put the big blast. Well, of course, you know who it is. Uh, fan favorite Freddie of Freeman course, gets it Freeman. done. Uh, and uh, the Braves win the opening game, opening day, and they now find themselves in first place in NL East. Write it down. The Braves are in first place in the NL East. That stay in first place
2: the, uh, the the remaining time of the season.
1: Absolutely, Absolutely. as Freddie Freeman gets a walk off three run home run mm-hmm. uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning. Braves win eight to five over the Philadelphia Phillies. Well, what a way to start off the uh, what a way to start the season. Uh, you can't ask for anything better uh, than that. So again, good stuff for our Atlanta Braves, and uh, kudos to them. I just want to verify that in fact that was a 3 one walk-off, but I am uh, pretty sure when it scored eight to five, when he scored three in the bottom of the ninth, uh, that is, excuse me, I am corrected. It was Nick Markekis that delivered a three-run walk-off. Oh, man. It was Nick Markekis. Three-run nice, blast nice, in the nice. bottom of the ninth. Give him his credit duly. to Nicely get, job.
2: Nice job. Nice just want to make
1: sure we got that. Freeman did, in fact, knock in three runs, mm-hmm. but the game-winning blast was by Nick Markekis. Walk-off home run for the Braves against the Phillies again. What a way to start off the uh, game. Again, the Braves were down 5 to nothing heading into bottom of the sixth, but they came back with two in the sixth, three in the eighth, and, of course, Markeka's big blast to send everybody home 8-5, to five, final Braves, first place in the NL East That's for now. All right, guys, uh, remember, you can follow us anywhere on social media at Real Talk Sports 7. We uh, would love your comments. We appreciate you guys that hang in with us each and every week. Uh, sometimes uh, with everything's nice and smooth, sometimes not. But we thank God for those of you guys that, uh, again, stay with us. Uh, Nobody's perfect, but we're always trying very, very hard to be the best we can for you. Remember, guys, before I sign off, you know what I like to always ask you, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I'm going to implore you. Please, ma'am, please do get to know him today. Uh, Nobody loves you like Jesus, number one. Number two, the only way you can get into heaven is to, in fact, be born again, and that is by uh, confessing your sins, repenting, and uh, coming to him and the other way that's the main way that you can have a life well lived because you just said i've come that you might have a life and have it more abundantly i didn't say easy but you will find that you will in fact live an abundant life okay until next week guys uh follow us on uh, social media at real talks real talk sports seven our website is www.realtalksports.net good night god bless and good night, we'll see everybody. you again real soon
2: absolutely